0: The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at
1: 1-866-740-4740. Whoa, it's great to be here, and I praise the Lord for four-wheel drive. As one of our guests said this morning, he shoveled so much, the snow shovel had to be replaced. He wore it out. <laughs> had to
2: regrip it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Today, joining us, Jim Matthews from Lease Busters. You know how that works. You drive in your car, it's on lease, you don't like it for whatever reason. You talk to Jim's folks, and uh, they'll get you out of your lease. Secondly, Norris McDonald is here from the
3: um, previously Toronto Star. <laughs> Good Good morning, Dave. Oh, wait, wait a minute now. He was in it today. He was um, in it yeah. today. So. I wrote, I wrote the trial star wheel section today. Yes. Nobody, oh yeah. Nobody else.
1: Interesting. I didn't read it yet. I got up too early.
3: Did you get to drive this car on the front page? Because it's hot looking. No, but I'm looking forward to having a try. I'll tell you. How All do you right. pronounce it, Kerning's? Kerning said. Kerning said. You know what I do? Seriously, yeah. it's a little bit of a joke. I call it Schwarzenegger. It's easy. It's easier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to be talking to Dave McLean, who's also the general manager of the auto show. And the second half of the show, uh, it's all going to be about the auto show coming up next week. We're going to have a great time down there. There is a town hall from Dave's Corner Garage. Mm-hmm. There's a symposium going on. It's called the Automotive Intelligence Series. Intelligence seri-
3: Series, yeah. I can't even
1: spell it. Couldn't you come up with something like <laughs> <laughs> Car talk or something. Anyways, uh, that's going on Sunday for us. We're going to be down there. i are going to be the hosts. We're going to be talking about aging and mobility in cars. And um, the other part of that is on Saturday, we'll be talking about the auto show again because we'll be broadcasting from there. So we've got a lot to do, and we've got a great show coming up. So stay tuned right after the commercial break. We're going to talk to Jim Matthews and some of his issues that he has. Everybody's got a problem, but we're going to talk about Jim's right after this. Okay, we're back, and uh, I should say that we were talking about (laughs) Florida during the commercial break. I won, my wife won Powerball. Really? Yeah, $4 she won Powerball after a $6 investment, and last year we won $82, so I mean...
3: Hey, we're going the on wrong
1: direction. Roll. I'm surprised <laughs> you showed up today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I imagine? Uh, Jim is involved with uh, Lease Busters and uh, Finance Busters, too, right, Jim? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, Lease Busters, uh, you were saying that 95% of your business is actually getting people into leases rather than getting people out of leases. Well, no, it's,
2: it's 95% of our visitors, and, ah. we, and we get 100,000 unique visitors every month. 95% of those people are actually looking to take over a lease. Why is that? Well, rather than leasing a new vehicle, and typical leases today are between 48 and 60 months right. in order to get an affordable payment, you can get that same 48-month payment for a 24-month lease or a 26-month lease or an 18-month lease. So, number one, it's term. Leasing customers typically like to change their vehicle every couple years. Secondly, There's not all these upfront costs that that most people are burdened with at the dealer level Mm. to get into a lease. In fact, if anything... The, le- the original lessee or the seller, as we refer to it, they'll they'll look after most or all of the upfront costs to get into a lease takeover.
4: So traditionally, what are those upfront costs?
2: Um, basically, there's the first month's payment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a security deposit. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's always an administration fee to right, get right, into right, it. Right. There's certain taxes and paperwork fees and so forth. So, so
4: that, that. that could be roughly, what, four or
2: $5,000? No, no, no. On a lease, typically about $1,500. Okay, okay. So I- I- if you're paying... $1,500 to get into a new vehicle lease, mm-hmm. and the original lessee or the seller is giving you $1,000 to $1,500 of cash incentives, and we can talk about that at, at another time. You save $3,000. Right out of the gate. Wow. So if you take that $3,000, divide it by the 24 months remaining, mm-hmm. that's a $125 net reduction
4: of your monthly payment.
1: Plus, so, you get all. Sometimes they'll sell you paint, repair, tire warranty. Exactly.
4: All right. All that extended Absolutely. warranty. And, and you're and you're getting the the seller to to kick that in.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the seller doesn't the, doesn't even get involved in that. And that's another reason why people like to take over leases. You don't have to go into the dealership's business office to be <laughs> sold this stuff. And again, there's nothing wrong with these products. They're actually very good products. Right. But
4: but even better if you get them for free.
2: Exactly. Because the original lessee has <laughs> already bought them. Exactly.
1: Yep. Free is good, but free with an incentive is. Even better. Yeah. Sometimes they give you money to take a lease over.
2: Yes, that's called a cash incentive. And again, the seller has often gone to the original selling dealer and determined that they have about seven, eight thousand dollars in legitimate lease deficiency. That's the depreciation It's real, it's fair, and every vehicle has it. And they figured, well, you know what? I'm not going to pay seven thousand dollars to get out of this lease, but I will pay. $1,000. I will pay $1,500 because I am breaking a contract. I am getting out of a, a contract. And by doing that, they feel that it's an efficient mode and method of getting out of that, that deal and then getting into a vehicle that works better for now, them. Now,
1: I've, I've seen your site very, a lot of times, mm-hmm. and they actually show that as a reduction in the payment. Yeah, we call it the effective payment. So right, there's yeah. the actual payment, and then when there's a
2: cash incentive, We then determine and calculate the effective payment. It's more of a marketing ploy, but at the same time, when people look at it, it is actually that much of a
1: reduction off the payment. Do is there a limit to how much you can deduct like from your income tax? I think it's eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Is the limit of a payment? Eight or eight fifty, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So how that actually works, you would take that if you're using your car for your own business, Mm -hmm. right? You take the the value of the payment into income and you deduct the mileage. Um. No. You. You don't even have to go that, that deep into oh, it. All right. No.
2: Like when you when you take over a lease, you're simply leasing a new car. It's just like you're leasing a new car. The only difference is is if you're given a cash incentive, that's a tax free cash incentive that okay. goes right to you, right into your pocket, and it's like a gift, non taxable gift. So it it makes a lot of sense. The challenge that we have is we're not getting enough sellers to satisfy the demand from our
4: buyers. All right, so let's explain to our listeners, because maybe there are people out there that, uh, for some reason, they want to get out of their leases. How do they do it?
2: All they have to do is simply, first thing is, I always recommend go to your original selling dealer, mm-hmm. because there are cases where they're, the dealership needs used cars, and they will pay premium dollar. Mm-hmm. So if they can't buy the vehicle for what the lease payout is, then you come to leasebusters.com, you fill in a very short registration form, and you get a call from one of our leasing specialists, at which point they do a complete no charge evaluation of your vehicle and assessment of your lease. Mm-hmm. And if we feel that we can help you get out of your lease very affordably, the customer then retains us mm-hmm. and we find and provide them with buyers to take over that lease.
1: All it's right. really I, that. I easier. have a car mm-hmm. that um, I've paid for, mm-hmm. I had it for a couple of years, I don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I come to you and and you can move it for me, market it for me? So you there's you have, no lease.
2: There's no lease. No, we don't do that. We, so, we don't do that.
1: So basically, I would have to make up a lease myself and then bring it to you.
2: Yeah, but that's that's overcomplicated. If you have a yeah. car that you own and you want to sell, that if you want to trade it in, then go trade it. Go to the dealer because most dealers pay
1: top dollars for a good used car. Right. Pop dollar because they're SUVs or whatever, and they're going to the it, states. Well, some do, not not as much anymore. No, because, is that right? Is no, that stopped? But, yeah, because
2: you know what they need—they need the cars here. They need good cars. And if you go to autotrader.com, mm-hmm. which is the American Auto Trader, you should just do a, a, an evaluation to study on the pricing of used cars. They're the same in the U.S. as they are here. Yeah, pretty well. Yes, it's yeah. pretty true. Yeah, it's very, very, very close. It's only in new cars that they're cheaper. So if you have, if you own a car outright or even with a, a small lien on it. You can just simply take it to the dealer and trade it in if you want to replace it with another car. If you just want to sell it outright, then you can use such uh, you know automotive portals, classified portals, as Auto Trader, Kijiji, whatever the case may be.
4: So at the same time, when people call in, they can you have someone call them so they're actually talking to a person on the phone.
2: Yeah, our our service we're we're not like a classified portal like mm-hmm. the the ones I just mentioned. We are an actual call it leasing, lease takeover, consulting mm-hmm. service that has. A classified portal attached to it.
1: Fascinating stuff. Are you allowed to say portal on the radio? Yeah, so it sounds like a dirty word. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag portal. We'll just wait for that thing. (laughs) Okay, we hear the music. That means we need to take a break. Give us a call, and we'll start taking your questions. Exactly. you've
4: got a car care question, we've got about 100 years of automotive experience right behind you. Well, Norris is here, maybe 200. (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice. Bailiff, whack, never mind. Uh, This is Dane's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome
1: back to Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger, Alan Gelman, James Matthews, and Norris McDonald, who we're going to hear from in a few minutes. (laughs) So one of the conversations we're having this morning is about leasing, uh, trading your car in, uh, selling your lease. So the question I have is... What are the most popular cars, and how does that affect me buying a car so at the other end I can get rid of it? You know, if I'm buying something that's really odd, it's going to be a tough one to get. Like the Nissan Leaf. It's going to be a tough one to get rid of at the other end.
2: Well, it's it's actually becoming a little easier to get rid of the Leaf right now. But clearly, if you're putting on, uh, if you're doing big commutes, the Leaf's tough because it doesn't have the range. Right. Its range is better now. But very, very good point insofar as if you are a leasing customer and you feel that, like most leasing customers, that the, the probability exists that you may want to get out and upgrade or change your lease earlier, then a lot of our visitors actually do studies on the most popular vehicles mm-hmm. that Leasebusters has, and they, we actually get calls, because if somebody's looking for a crossover, which is the most po- one of the most popular vehicle lines... They have to know. Well, just do I get a CRV? Do I get a Rogue? Do I get an Escape? Do I mm-hmm. get um, yeah. uh, an Equinox? Whatever the case may be. And when we get calls and inquires, you know, we let people know which are the most popular ones. And right now, CRV and Rogue are probably amongst the two po- most popular least takeover well, vehicles. But
4: they're they're the highest pretty much sellers as well. Not really.
2: Not really. No, I mean, well, they're, they're well, good in sellers. Terms
4: of well, I think the CRV and the RAV4 are the number one and two, you know, cars on the road. Yeah, in that, in that...
2: In that class, yeah. but then again,
4: I guess. But then we have to look at who wants to get rid of it. <laughs> Whereas you don't have RAVs because people who take a RAV love it and want to keep it. Yeah, but they also want to, you know,
2: like for example, the the new RAV hybrid mm-hmm. is a really nice vehicle. Right. So if you've got a 2015 RAV gas, right, and you want to get into the RAV hybrid, well, you still got to get out of the RAV, right. So you find someone to take over that 15,
1: and then you lease a brand new 18. We have a caller on the line by name is Larry from St. Catharines, and he wants to know how to get out. Of a lease, he's got an Accord. Mm-hmm. Larry, right, go
5: ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, listen, I got a 2016 Honda Accord, um, and I'm looking to get into the the new one. the thanks to the Honda Accord Touring, mm-hmm. 2018. So, uh, what do I have to do to to get in? Uh, can I just go online to your website?
2: Exactly. That's all you have to do, Larry. Is you simply go to LeaseBusters.com, you fill in a form. You can. It literally takes two minutes to fill in the form. You'll then get a telephone call from one of our leasing specialists. They will do a no-charge evaluation in the vehicle as well as an assessment of the lease and determine if the pros outweigh the cons of your particular lease and, and the mileage on your car and so on and so forth, whether we can help you or not.
1: So his downside could be that he has too many miles? Oh, heck yeah, because...
2: Every lease has a contracted number of kilometers that you're allowed to drive. Right. Mm-hmm. If you exceed that, you it's okay, but you have to pay a little bit of a penalty because yeah, like again.
5: mine, mine is uh, twelve thousand kilometers a year, mm-hmm. and I've got forty thousand on it already. So, what should I be prepared for when uh, when I'm going to go for a new two thousand eighteen?
2: Well, again, it just depends on the uh, on, on how many kilometers are are available for the balance of that lease. If if you have at least 15,000 available per year, so if there's a year and a half and there's uh, 23,000, 24,000 remaining, that's okay because not everybody drives as much as you. Mm-hmm. With all that said, once we find someone to take over that lease, you're now liberated to go get the 2018. And what we advise a lot of our sellers to do is if they're planning on upgrading to get the new car dealer involved in the transaction. In other words, If you want to get out and 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 you simply go to your dealer, you said, "Look, I've hired Mm -hmm. LeaseBusters, and here's what we're going to do." Often the dealer will make it easier because they'll find some, they'll do the transfers Mm -hmm. for you, and, and they'll just make the transaction really easy. We've got a complete dealer network that does help out people and helps out us because they use our site to help upgrade. Their particular and existing lease lead is really cool. Now,
1: Larry has, has to go out and actually talk to the guy taking over the lease. Yes. He, yeah. So he's actually selling his own vehicle exactly. to this guy. Yeah he's, represent, yeah. yeah, he's
2: representing his vehicle to the potential lease takeover buyers. So he'll get calls or emails from people. The nice part about using our site is the details page, which is the listing page of the vehicle. It's complete. It has all the information that people need to know about that vehicle and about the lease and so on and so forth. So really and truly, the only time he's getting a call is if somebody's interested.
1: Right. So now Larry says, oh, yeah, sure. I'll come and meet you at uh, McDonald's. <laughs> no, typically they meet at the original selling dealer. Oh, okay. I didn't because know that. Because if they meet there,
2: then the customer likes it. It's in a, it's in a dealership environment. It's safe. The, yeah. And then they simply go into the dealership and fill in the credit application with the finance department. So All right,
4: Larry, you're good with that? Great. Thank you very much, guys. You're very welcome. Enjoy your weekend. You so too. it's reasonably easy.
2: It's simple. We've been doing it for 20, going to be 28 years.
4: You're aging
1: yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Phone lines are still wide open if you want to get in on this conversation. Uh, we'll be right back after a quick commercial break. And by the way, just as I mentioned, uh, we have given away all our auto show tickets. Yep. All the winners. None have left? Been, none left. Oh all my. the winners have been notified. and Tickets so-
3: are available at the door. Yes. And
1: they're not expensive either.
3: And either. online at autoshow.ca. ca. How much you are say, they? You save $24, but mm-hmm. if you buy it online, you save 10%. There you go.
1: And if you go on Family Day, there's free babysitting services.
3: There's free babysitting services every day. Every Volks, day? Volkswagen. So the bottom sponsoring. line
1: is, 24 bucks is cheaper to get rid of your kids
3: <laughs>
1: leave them there for, <laughs> for a week. Hiring a sitter, seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, Put the $125 these, down and leave, go home. They have Hi. these neat little cars to <laughs> on, <laughs> We'll be right
4: back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, <laughs> Canada's number one automotive show. And uh, in case you missed uh, this show or the last one, you can check out Dave's Corner Garage. And we got podcasts. They're free. Although, if they talk about winning tickets on the podcast, yeah. forget about it. Okay? Yeah, because <laughs> They're gone already. <laughs> All right. In the studio today, we have uh, Jim Matthews, which uh, we're going to park him for a minute. And we're going to move on to Norris McDonald, who's representing the Canadian automotive show.
3: Thanks for coming. Uh, the Canadian International International.
4: Auto
1: Doesn't Show, you sound like a barker Alan? on this? On the hurry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Well, it. you know, and at the end of the
3: day, everybody calls it the Toronto Auto Show anyway. Yeah,
1: they do, yeah. And
3: so, you know, we answer more or less to everything. I mean, it's just like the Detroit Auto Show. Right. The official name is the North American International Auto Show. Well, this and the international a, part is only because what? We got cars that come from all over the world? No, the international part is you kind of hope that... Canadians are going to cross the border oh, to go to okay. the Detroit Auto Show. Okay. And if you have listeners in New York State or Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, today, come on up to Toronto. It's a great place to come for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, by the way, we're on the verge of what I consider to be our February thaw. Uh, I think it's going to kick in next Friday, first public day <laughs> at the auto show. <laughs> and uh, so it's going to be a great weekend, Ontario Family Day weekend. Lots to do in the city. The most important thing, of course, is to come to the auto show. Mm-hmm. But I think the Leafs are at home. I think the Raptors are around. All sorts of things going on in Toronto. The zoo's open, you know. Take a winter. taxi,
1: Dears. Bottom line, don't try to drive downtown. So it's going to be a hot show,
4: and that's going to raise the temperature Absolutely.
1: anyway.
3: way you look at it. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the nice things about the Canadian International Auto Show that differentiates Toronto from so many other auto shows mm-hmm. is what I call the extra added attractions. Yes, that's yes right. we have every manufacturer selling automobiles in Canada represented down here at the Metro Toronto Convention Center starting next Friday. And so mm-hmm. they can
1: buy cars down there?
3: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there are sales representatives there. you you probably are not going to have it delivered at the auto show. You might have to go to a dealership somewhere. But yeah, you can buy a car. You can get in. You can poke. You can shove. You can put your practice to put your golf clubs into the the back seat to see whether or not they're going to work or not. Uh, But the thing is that what sets Toronto apart from all the other auto shows, as I say, is the additional things that are going on. This year we have the 50 years of Hot Wheels. Mm -hmm. Find me anybody from the 60s, 70s, 80s, kids today, plus a lot of adults who didn't play with these little cars growing up. I have one on my mantle at home. Uh, Hot Wheels put out a special 100th anniversary Indy 500, mm-hmm. uh, souvenir car. So it's on my mantle at home. 50 years of Hot Wheels, 70 years of Porsche. There's going to be a wonderful display tracing the history of this magnificent European mark. Last year in the space, this is down in level 100 of the North Building, mm-hmm. near Auto Exotica, by the way, and find me anybody doesn't like to go to Auto Exotica, I think we have more than $100 million worth of incredible cars down there this year. That's only about 10 cars,
4: by the way. (laughs) uh,
3: That's right. You know, I mean, we have Bugattis down Mm -hmm. there. We have Lamborghinis down there. We're going to have a Tesla down there. Now, Tesla hasn't said what car they're bringing. We have our fingers crossed that it's the new one, but it might be the old one, you know, if you want to call a Tesla an old old car. Uh, But anyway, it's down there. But 70 years of Porsche, Walk across the hall, that's where it is. Last year, we had the 50 years of Formula One in Canada. Two years ago, we had Canadians who participated in 100 years of the Indianapolis 500. We have art in the automobile.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, this. You, people say you have to be a fan of old cars to, um, to enjoy that particular exhibit. But that's not the case. No. This year, the key thing is old hood ornaments. Now, they call them mascots. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know... Rolls-Royce. Talk about a great story. Spirit of ecstasy. There you go. And the model for the spirit of ecstasy was the secretary for the gentleman who owned the car, who wanted something on the front of his car that was going to set things apart. And so here you have this magnificent woman with her hairs flowing and her robes are flowing. And then right next door, you have what's called the Archer, you know, which is a fellow, you know, holding the bow and arrow back. Fascinating story there. A General Motors draftsman apprentice Mm -hmm. posed so that the sculptor could make this particular hood ornament and he used a broom handle as the bow just so that the artist could envision in his mind I, what it was going to look like. I was picturing was the. Fantastic. The Archer is
4: the the wife of the guy who put his secretary
3: on the. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably that's probably where your mind would go, Alan.
1: just, and- <laughs> you know, like, cars like the Piercero
3: cars Absolutely. like the Duesenberg, and it and they are all there, and then of course you got the tuners, mm-hmm. right? We got the 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 hopped up. Souped up, as we used to call them back in the 50s, 60s, modern cars that uh, young guys, young women too, Mm. have uh, gone to work on to just turn into uh, uh, bombs and uh, there's a fantastic <laughs> look at TV.
1: I have one my smart car it came with 60 horsepower it's got 85
3: now that's right wow you're crazy <laughs> and then if we have time uh-huh. i do have to talk to you about a really special attraction sure, the ahead. automotive intelligence series this is a daily 1 hour panel discussion dealing with the uh, pressing automotive issues of the day for the industry as well as consumers mm-hmm. Dave, you are going to uh, moderate yep, the panel ideas. next Sunday at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. The working title is uh, Mobility and Our Aging Society. Yep. You know, we were talking just a moment ago about the fact that you were at a funeral, Alan, yeah. and you looked out and all you saw were SUVs. Exactly. Well, guess why? As we age, it's harder and harder to get into a car. Absolutely. And if you get into a car, try to get out of one. But... We use SUVs because they're easier to get in and out You know, out you're of. so
1: correct. I had a Jeep, and I had to get rid of it because the wife couldn't get back into the car. She mm-hmm. had to climb
3: up. Well, she had it. She says, I'm never going with you in this car again. And you know what? This is what the point of this discussion next Sunday is going to be. Now, by the way, all of these sessions are free. We're talking about our our Canadian drivers, law enforcement officers ready for the legalization of marijuana. What form is electrification going to take going forward? We have Women on Wheels, uh, where the the guest special guest is going to be Laura Schwab, who is the president of Aston Martin America's very successful, very talented mm-hmm. uh, woman. Um, and that's open, incidentally, to career women in downtown Toronto. This is a mixer. This is a networking opportunity. This is going to happen uh, next Thursday night at 6 o'clock. We can talk a bit more about this because, you know... Yeah. You go into the auto show. These sessions are all free, but you have to pre-register. Right. And you do it at autoshow.ca. There's 300 seats for each one of these sessions. They're going to fill up fast. Oh,
1: so autoshow.ca. Absolutely. Okay, we'll have more of this uh, right after the break. This is Dave's Corner Garage coming to you semi-live this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're all having a great time. See you, you know, right after the um, after commercial break. yes all right, Dave's Corner Garage, and David here. A couple of things we want to talk about. One, uh, Jaguar mm-hmm. has a car that they built like uh, 60 years ago. Right. Uh, it is called the uh, XK, Well, let me get this right.
4: Hot-looker car.
1: XKSS, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a copy of the XKD. Anyways, bottom line is they're going to build 25 more of them. The D-Type Jag is going to be rebuilt by the factory. Uh, the one that they had, the one Le Mans, uh, sold for $19.8 million, so I imagine the new reproduction one is probably a couple of
4: million dollars anyways. But I'm guessing it didn't rain that weekend, and that's why... Yeah, they I mean. don't come with a top. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, in the, during that race, the factory cars all broke, and this private uh, racing organization from Scotland won the event. So that vehicle, first off, was a private car, and secondly, uh, they just resold it for like $18 million. Wow. Got to be a great investment. Uh, number two, Elton Musk, my favorite guy. Elon? Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon. All right. Zeltan SpaceX. That's Elton John. <laughs> <Zeltan> John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> SpaceX. Falcon Heavy, that was their biggest, that's actually the biggest rocket uh, mm-hmm. assembly now going. They put a sports car up in space, and it's now floating around the world. Uh, the Tesla, what do you call their, their Roadster? Yeah, that was the S. Uh, the S. Mm-hmm. That was worth also about $150,000. And David Bowie yeah. was driving it. That's yeah, right. should be dri- <laughs> 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 So bottom line, that's kind of interesting. Good advertising. you got to admit, this guy knows how to advertise.
3: I mean, look how impressive. This, this guy is a public relations genius. Yes, he is. And I really can't understand the media. Sorry, I'm Mm going to knock myself here. Every time this guy stands up and makes a pronouncement, everybody goes nuts. I mean, you know, he talked about his, his autonomous electric transport truck. and. I'll tell you, it even made New York Magazine, mm-hmm. if you can imagine, which is a magazine that has a focus of downtown Manhattan. They were got, they got all excited about this autonomous electric transport truck. Mercedes-Benz has had one f- driving around Europe for two years yes, now. Yes, and
1: you never heard about it. I never heard about it.
3: <laughs> But all of a sudden, Elton, Elton now you've got me doing it. Elon Musk talks about this, and, uh, and it's, it's headlines. Yeah, so you've exactly. got to hand it to him. It would be nice if he could deliver a few of the cars that he's taken the deposits for. I had
1: a ride in one, uh, an Uber guy had an, an X. And it was fascinating. It was all quiet, and we drove most of downtown hands-free. You know, it stops by itself, stays in the lanes, and does all that stuff. Mm -hmm.
3: Really a fascinating product. Now, they're going to be at the car show this year, eh? Absolutely. They're going to be down in. No, they've been there before. Oh, are they? Okay. Down in Auto Exotica. Yeah. Um, Not going to have a display like Ford and General Motors and the rest of it. They're going to be into the exotic. But Teslas are exotic. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there's something that's magical about that. M- mark, that it's machine like that just draws like, people. But they're not going to have a spokesperson there at all? Oh, I'm sure that they're going to have people who I'm sure that people are going to have lots of questions well, for them. You well, know? as, as, by the way, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, FAF has got a full display down there of extremely expensive cars. Right. And they have representatives of, of their company who are there to answer questions and, and uh, to entertain. And so it will be the same thing. Um, I don't know whether they're going to be selling... Any Teslas? I said a few moments ago, you can buy a car. I think you can buy a, I think you can buy a Ford F fifty, or a Silverado, uh, or arrange to buy one. I'm not sure that you're going to be able to buy a Tesla. Well, all but. Teslas
2: are bought online. So if you bring your smartphone, you can buy one online while you're there. <laughs> do
1: you get Teslas on on leases? Like, do you get people wanting to get in and out?
2: As a matter of fact, we do. In fact, Tesla just announced uh, their their own in house. Tesla leasing company. Wow. And and their lease rates are really good. The interest rates are strong. And the, the actual lease package is, is competitive with all the other major OEMs. So, so they're mainstreaming there.
1: How did they do financing before?
2: They didn't have a leasing company. They didn't have a finance company. So you know, for financing, it's always been easy because the banks would be able to do it. Yeah. But for leasing, there, you know, there's still a host of independent leasing companies out there, and they would actually hold the paper for them. The downside with that is the rates weren't as good, they weren't as competitive, and now Tesla has their own, and uh, the rates are really solid, and uh, And we do get them from time to time. People who typically buy an electric car, they want to keep it for the long run, mm-hmm. so we don't get as many as we would like, and again, you got to remember, electric cars in Canada represented only 1%, yeah, you know, 1% total, percent of the market. total sales, yeah. so as a result, we're not going to get a great deal of them at this point. No, day. but no. at
4: the same time, there could be people that you know, had... Uh, you know, a little remorse. Maybe they, they, they thought they they leased it, and they thought they'd love it, and maybe they don't. And well, yeah, because
2: exactly. A lot of people with electric cars, what's happening with them is they get range phobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, range Because, anxiety. you know, range anxiety, whatever the case right. may be. Because if you think about it, you know, you, you could start your day, you've got, uh, you know, 350 kilometers of range, and then it gets a little cold, you drive a little bit more, and all of a sudden, you know, you live in Oakville, and you're stuck in Scarborough. Now what am I going to do?
1: Have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta you gotta find an outlet. You gotta park in somebody's driveway. <laughs> they used to tell us they never call it Scarborough. It's gotta be Scarborough.
4: <laughs> oh, absolutely it is.
1: <laughs> anyway, so you gotta take a short break. We come back, Dave McLean. You know my buddy always says Dave McLean, but I've been here a long time, long distance. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner
4: Garage. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> righty, we're back with Dave McLean. Or is it McLean? I'm sorry, David. Um, no, it's Mr. Clean. So it's got to be Dave McLean.
4: No, it's Elton John. It's McLean. <laughs> Dave. Elon Musk. Never mind. <laughs> Dave's
1: the manager of the Auto Show, and good morning. How are you?
5: Doing great. Doing great. Very excited, Dave. Very excited about the upcoming couple of weeks, uh, uh, as I'm sure many, many of the uh, uh, industry manufacturers and participants are. It's, a, it's just a great time of year. Are
4: you physically rolling in already?
5: yeah they've been in actually most of the week there you know it goes through a number of stages when you think about the setup mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times they need to get in a little earlier to set up all the lighting and trussing that goes in and sometimes they'll even raise that and hold other events in the convention center and then go back afterwards and start to build so They've been in most of the week. Of course, they're at it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them twenty-four hours a day, and so it's it's quite exciting to see it all come together.
1: David, there's a lot of other things that people don't realize. You have to entertain the dealers. There's a VIP night where we all show up in black ties. Uh, there's so much going on behind the scenes, other than the show that's that's shown for the public.
5: Yeah, that's a good point, Dave, and and it's something that we've really worked on over the years. That you know, many people look at it, and I see it through the consumer lens as saying well, wow, this is a ten day consumer event. and But the reality is that we've tried to build it over the years into you know automotive week, automotive month, and, and uh, you know really focusing on uh, the business aspects of the show as well. We, as you say, we've got uh, we've got Media day. There are a lot of different uh, uh, preliminary call it preliminary previews that will go on even prior to Media Day in some cases. And uh, certainly we've got, uh, you know, events scheduled on the Wednesday evening. We've got media day, our, our all-important event on Thursday. We've got VIP night Thursday night, industry day on the Friday morning, and then we open up to the public. So uh, it's a full schedule this coming week.
1: You know, I get a lot of invitations from other companies in local hotels that are doing a, you know, the show's on, so they're talking about their products and inviting people for our smoker. We don't use smokers anywhere. What do you call them? <laughs> And so,
3: socials. Socials.
1: <laughs> Around the show. because
3: Next year you the show call it a toker
5: if you want. Yeah. We like to promote everything happening at the event at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of different initiatives that are launched. And, uh, you know, some we have uh, control of and inclusion in and other things. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there, there are small little breakaway sessions. But... It's 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 the week that's important here, making sure that everybody is fully prepared and committed to the auto industry.
4: And for people who are on the the blue collar side of things, you guys have a skills competition as well, correct?
5: Yeah, the tech competition is something that we've been uh, we've been hosting for for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd hate to say, but probably close to fifteen years now. Right. And it's a uh, it's, it's a terrific opportunity for our techs to test the skill not only against the, you know each other uh, locally, but the winners go on to more of a North American competition, and we've done quite well in the past. So uh you know we've got uh great training facilities in, in our market area we've got a lot of talented people and it's uh it's something that uh, we should all be very very proud of on the tech side of the business
4: exactly i mean because you know we we've, we've been hurting the last number of years in terms of you We're know getting tech getting tech so this is a way where you know people can see it can get involved and talk to people that this goes on great.
1: before the show starts though
5: yes it does Yep. Yeah. yeah it's a it's a competition that happens That's on the good. thursday and and uh and uh, certainly, it's uh, it's something that uh, is really not doesn't have public exposure other than the you know the media releases and stories that come out of it.
4: Yeah, is there not a display still set up during the show though?
5: No, it's not. Okay, no, it's not.
4: And it becomes a cloakroom.
5: <laughs> I think it's a primary. I think, it, I'm, and I'm not 100 percent sure, but we have to turn that into a ticketing room. And uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, we need a big space to put in the number of cars and have to give the techs the opportunity to you know to. Uh, uh, essentially, to work on the on the problem that they're faced with.
4: Well, Dave, you're 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 a professor, right, at the Automotive Tech Institute? Yeah, there? I do that stuff. You, know, you should uh, have well, your my bu- wife lets me go. You yeah. should have the guy there uh, rent some space. <laughs> so, what the reality is,
1: a manufacturer gives them cars, uh, and 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 problems, and they have to solve this stuff before they move on to the next problem. It's really interesting how it works. It's it's it uses their brains and their technology.
5: Combination
3: of both. Yeah, i like D- to say that. It's Dave, uh, it's Norris McDonald here. Um, it, Mercedes announced in recent days that it would not be returning to the Detroit auto show, I think, in 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, there are auto shows around the world having trouble attracting manufacturers. That doesn't seem to be the case here in Toronto. Now, am I right or am I wrong?
5: No, you know what Norris, you you're right. And and I did read that release and you know, and as far I mean there was no confirmation from the uh from the uh you know, the governing body the Detroit auto dealers, but uh, certainly uh manufacturers have pulled out of events uh in different shows around the world for different reasons. Um I think that you know, we've always had a bit of a different spin on our event. We you know, we create it and and uh, you've been a part of it as everybody has. It, but we create what we call the total automotive experience and And we really look at our job as keeping that new car buying experience alive. You know, the presentation of the auto industry and all of its diversity. And We can't lose sight of the fact that, you know, while our job is not to close people on a particular brand, it is to get them excited about automobiles, get them into the event, and give them an opportunity to, to, you know, to experience the the various brands uh, the brand experience of brand messages that the manufacturers have it's not and one thing I disagreed in that article when he said it's you know it's about to you know shopping and, and uh, it's not that's not contemporary contemporary anymore as I believe what uh, what they said in that article it's not about that it's not just about shopping it's about experiencing and we've we've been working with the manufacturers uh, very diligently over the last number of years to say you've got to create that experience that you want people uh, to realize when they're at the event and, and and i think our manufacturers here are doing a great job with that i mean you see uh you know some of the presentations that are put on some of the different opportunities for interactive engagement with consumers there is so much to do within the specific call it stands of the manufacturers and, and i think it's it's something that's unique each and every year so you know we've got to watch that you know that uh uh, the worst thing that can be said about your event is the same old show. So we work very, very hard with the manufacturers to make sure that it's it's different, it's unique, and it's exciting. Every All right, year. Dave,
4: thanks for joining us.
5: We'll see All you down right, at the car show. You bet. Thank you. Okay, take thanks, care. Dave.
1: Hard-working guy, really is. Okay, exactly. take us out. We're going to take a quick break.
4: And we'll be right back. Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, we're back, and uh, we don't have a lot of time, but there was a couple questions I did want to ask Jim, and one is, do you actually actually reject people that are coming to you? Like, you know, I got this car, and it's never going to sell. Goodbye. <laughs> we, As much as I hate
2: to say this, but we do reject a certain percentage of uh, yeah. people who are looking to get out. And the main reason is, well, there's two, there's two main reasons. Number one, we, we addressed before with the caller, which is, the vehicle could have too many kilometers on it. There's a there's a contracted number of kilometers. Okay. And if somebody is, let's say, halfway through their lease, they've put on seventy thousand or seventy five thousand kilometers, and they only have an eighty thousand kilometer limit. Mm-hmm.
1: What's the limit? Yeah.
2: It, it's very very difficult to try to get somebody to take over a lease where there's only five or six thousand kilometers available. So that's number one. Um, number two is many people have leased the vehicle by way of. Prior to that, they had another lease, they brought it back to their dealer, and their dealer actually incorporated the lease deficiency or the negative equity into the new lease, rendering that car between $75 and $125 per month too expensive. So what happens is, is there's a market value of a vehicle, which is, let's say, $320 a month, and that particular individual has that same car, and they're paying $440 a month. All of a sudden we got a little bit of a problem now that 440 at the time could have been very affordable for that customer right and they had and they felt they had to make that move but at the same time here we are fast forward two years later they have to get out of that lease and now they're overpaying by a hundred dollars a month
1: so if he gave you five grand plus the card it became viable well exactly and, and that's why we, we
2: we need to have that evaluation and assessment with the customer because they only have 24 if they only had 24 months remaining and they were let's say paying a hundred dollars a month too much well if they offered hundred dollars or times 24 months or twenty four hundred dollar cash incentive all of a sudden now the lease is back in line mm. but without knowledge without without our people and our leasing expertise they wouldn't know that if they w- if they would post it themselves somewhere else or even if leasebusters allowed to people to post without evaluation you know what? They're going to be surprised because they're not going to get any activity on the vehicle
4: and everybody loses there. So you're going to, you're going to call out that red herring when you see it. Right out of the yeah. gate.
2: And if they can't afford to help themselves get out of this particular mm. problem, we can't help them because the last thing that we want to do is trade your problem and give it to somebody else.
4: Uh, speaking of problems quickly, um, you know, cars are involved in accidents. Yes. Um, if you got an accident car, substantial damage, what happens then? Brilliant question. So If you go full term on the lease and
2: even lease takeovers are eventually going to go full term, it does not affect you Mm -hmm. at all financially, providing the vehicle was repaired properly at an accredited body shop. Mm -hmm. If, however, you want to get out of your lease early and you're using the buyout method, which the dealers do, it will completely affect your ability to do that because it affects the market value. So when the dealers buy, do an appraisal on your vehicle, typically an accident vehicle will reduce the value between 15 to 25%, mm-hmm. and it renders you even more, uh, almost impossible to get out of that particular And
1: reason. the insurance companies don't make up that difference.
2: They'll no. fix your car, and the rest is your problem. Absolutely. So that's another positive of leasing vehicles. So those who typically like to buy their cars, like Norris over here, yeah. if you get it in an accident, you're actually affecting the market value of your vehicle if you ever plan on trading it in. If you're leasing it, you are protected right to the end of the lease. It doesn't affect the market value or your value. You're not responsible to make up that difference.
1: If that guy cuts you off, give him a whack, it doesn't matter.
4: Well,
1: I mean, it's going to affect. Your... free one. <laughs> if you get one free accident, yeah, it's going to affect your insurance
4: and how much you pay. But no, and that's the important part too. When we're talking about you know, if you're on the other side of it, where you're picking up the lease car, mm-hmm. uh, you want to get it inspected because you know you're, you you got to protect your own butt.
2: Exactly. We we have a we have a partnership with CarProof, so mm-hmm. people do buy a CarProof report. But once again, it's important to know if you're taking over a lease if it's been hit. It, you, you wanna know that, but really what you wanna know is is it has not been repaired properly? Correct. If it's been repaired properly, it doesn't affect you because you're just gonna complete the, the balance of the lease and give it back and that's it. You move on to the next video. We'll leave it at
1: that. Yeah. Leasebusters dot com? Uh, it is indeed. There you go. It's and not the, not CA, it's just well,
2: well it's we, we own the URL CA, yeah. but it's dot com. It's dot com. Yeah.
1: And it's a fascinating site when you get on there's all that stuff gone. Norris, uh your website and how do you get in touch with you?
3: Autoshow.ca, buy tickets online, save 10%, opening day ne- noon next Friday, yeah. Canadian International Auto Show, Metro Toronto Convention Center, see everybody there. Drop your kids off,
1: pick them up two weeks later, and just pay the <laughs> 25 bucks. entry <laughs>
3: It's a good deal. Brought to you by Volkswagen.
1: <laughs> I wonder if actually people would abandon their kids there. <laughs>
3: uh. Hasn't happened yet. No, so sure. Don't give anybody any ideas, Dave.
1: <laughs> it's been Dave's Corner Garage. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Dave. James, Norris, and Sebastian behind the board. And thanks to all our
4: and, callers for calling in. Without, the, without them, we don't have a show.
1: Exactly right. And next week, we're doing it all over again from the auto show. Bye-bye.
0: The
4: we're Just sing
1: a song and bring the sunny weather.